All right, Steph, I got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? Exactly. So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, it's just Steph and I, and we're sharing some funny stories about birthdays. And apparently, Steph just forgot that I had a birthday three days ago. So hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Welcome to episode 35. Well, thank you, sir. Today, it's just you and I. So every fifth episode, it's just you and I. No guests today, just you and I telling stories. Okay. And today's topic, I have not told you my list of stories. <laughs> oh, no. My list of things to talk because I want people to hear your authentic reaction. Okay. So today's topic is birthdays. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, it's going to be good. All right. Let's do this. And why would I bring up birthdays? Any idea? I have no clue. You have no clue? No, I have no clue. Who just had a birthday this past week? (laughs) (laughs) You did? (laughs) Yes, I did. My bad. My bad. Yes. Happy belated birthday. Boy, how that slipped your mind. No, right? it meant so much to me. I'm so Obviously. happy. I get another year with you. Obviously. My bad, Kevin. Sorry. So I had my 42nd birthday this past weekend, mm-hmm. which led me to think, hey, why don't we talk about some fun birthday stories? Love it. And first off, my buddy Nick Kleinhans mm-hmm. down in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes. Thinks he's funny. And every year on the dot. He always sends me a text message, happy birthday, and always adds like three years to however old I am. So immediately this weekend, Saturday, Nick texts me happy 45th birthday. So Nick, if you're listening to this, you are still not funny, my man. That joke's that joke gets old. You are not funny, but we love you here in Columbus, Ohio, and we miss you, my friend. But 42. And this one's very special to me. Every birthday is now special to me. Why? Because back when I was 37, I that fall of 2015 stuff. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember it very well. I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer, which is a form of blood cancer. 
And as you recall, and as we wrote about in our book uh, titled You Met Her Where, during those conversations, doctors will tell you the worst possible scenarios and, and pretty much do their best to put fear in you. In their minds, they're just trying to prepare you. One of the things they did five years ago was talked about how the good news was there was a 65% chance that I would live to see another five years, which means on the flip side, there's a 35% chance that you will not live for another five years. You may not mm-hmm. see the age 40 mm-hmm. and you probably 35% chance you will not see the age of 42. Yeah. Right. And so here we are. Yeah. 42 completely healed, completely restored. And you know, when people ask us, are we afraid of the COVID stuff? Mm-hmm. No, there is no fear, right? When you look at the data, less than 1% chance if we were to get this virus, mm-hmm. less than 1% chance that it would be terminal for us. Yeah, That does not strike fear in us, given what we've been through in the past 15 years from my cancer diagnosis to you being electrocuted, brain surgery, brain tumor. So there's no fear about yeah. that. And with this podcast, we have been intentional to not talk about COVID-19 because I am so tired of it. But it's interesting how it is very hard to have conversations without bringing up what is going on right now with coronavirus, COVID-19, election, politics, all of that. So listeners, we will refrain from talking about that because we just want to have fun. And one way to not have fun is to talk about politics and COVID-19. So why do you keep talking about it? I thought we were supposed to be talking about birthdays. (laughs) So, dear, what was your birthday gift to me this year? Can you guess? My cinnamon muffins I made you. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good gift. The kids hiding behind the doors and surprising you when you got home. That was a good good one. Um, Your birthday gift to me was allowing me to go play softball. Any tournament the week ah, before. That was. That was a good gift. I'm awesome. I'm such an awesome wife. You are welcome <laughs> for that. Yes, that was very, very kind of you. Because I used to play softball a lot back in my 20s. And that Friday night before the tournament a couple weeks ago, it was like Christmas for me to be able to go play softball again in a tournament. I haven't played in a couple years. So to be able to go play in a tournament, see some of my old buddies, that was very nice just mm-hmm. because. I don't do that anymore, right? Being a dad, the last thing I'm going to do is is take a full day off to go play softball and, and be away from the family and, and you be with the three little ones at home. So you just don't do that. But Well, people do, but I'm glad you don't. I'm so grateful that you're not the father that spends hours on video games or you know golfing, nothing like that. Like you truly are once we had a family you know with emmy you would sometimes go play but now it's so rare it's so rare which is very very kind of you which reminds me do you remember honey the very first time you saw me play softball yes so listeners let me tell you this story okay so back in where did we meet 2003 no 2002 2002 and back in 2002 i was playing a lot of softball i was on a very good team very competitive team where we won the state of Ohio championship, uh, ASA championship in 04. And so most weekends I was playing softball, traveling, and I was on a really good team. 
And I was not the best player on this team by any means, but we're playing in a tournament at Beekman Park at Ohio State. And you and I believe your sister came yep. and watched me play for the very first time. And in this tournament, <laughs> it was... <laughs> I remember. So now I just hit home with you. Yep. <laughs> so in this tournament, one of the very first one to two games in this tournament is going to be on a field that may not have a fence. Okay. And so we're playing and I am, I believe in right field, which is, is where you put your worst player right out in the field is probably right field, but our other outfielders were just complete studs. And so you were a stud too. Let's be honest. You're a stud too. But on this team, I was not the best player on any other team that I played for. I was typically playing like shortstop or, left center field. But on this team, I had to really focus, right? Just to be a good role player on this team. I guess in my mind, it was, would you rather be playing shortstop for, say, the Cincinnati Reds or playing right field for the Yankees, mm-hmm. right? I'd rather be playing right field on a really good team. So in this game, Steph and your sister come to watch me play for the very first time. And we'd only known each other a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think at this point. You, my dear, had played college softball. Correct? Yes. At Mount Vernon Nazarene. Yes. Which meant you thought you knew more about softball than I did. I didn't think it. I knew it. <laughs> it was and, obvious. And you you voiced your opinion to me. Yes, I you, did. You did not hesitate to give me your opinion. Did not hold back. No. So when you're playing on a field, folks, where there's no home run fence, okay, as an outfielder, you have to be very cautious because if you miss it, if you don't keep the ball in front of you, it's just going to roll forever, okay? And a single could very easily turn into a home run if you are not careful, mm-hmm. okay? So on those first couple of games, you want to keep it in front of you and probably play more conservative than what you normally would on a normal field, okay? So it is probably the third inning. There's a ball hit on the outfield, and I sprint up to get it and then make the decision, okay, I probably shouldn't die for it. And (laughs) I let it drop in front of me, get it, throw it in, keep the guy to a single. Okay. Conservative play. Did not think I could get to it. And no big deal, right? Held him to a single, move on to the next batter. Okay. Well, what happened, Steph, when I came in from the outfield, I came over to say hello to you. What happened, honey? Can you fill in listeners what that conversation was like when I went over to say hello to you? I had to explain to you how to play defense (laughs) correctly. Even though you've never played the outfield before. Yes, I have. When? I have. In high school. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Steph. I promise. Babe, this girl, you don't even know the skill I have. You are such a blessed man. (laughs) So you should have been thanking me when I was trying to coach you when you came in from outfield. So here's what I remember. I remember coming over to you. You were sitting out on, on the hill there, yep. right? Saying hello to you. And you immediately said, you should have caught that fly ball. You should have dove. And I said, you don't know what you're talking about. And you said, Not no, smart. trust me. You could have gotten that. Totally could have. You should have gotten that ball. I'm yes, like, okay, should've. whatever. So turn around. Nice seeing you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> and... Next inning. By the way, I'm trying to make you a better player. Is that what this is? Yes, because you're on this killer softball team playing right field. (laughs) I got to beef you up. Like, okay, I can't be dating a guy who's in the right field. So I'm trying to instruct yet encourage your development in softball. 
Okay, you're just wanting me to get better. Kinda. So maybe yeah. the next next term I could be right center fielder. Is that what you're saying? I'm just trying to toughen you up. Okay. Okay. So as I go out to the outfield, I immediately think, okay, I'm not letting another ball drop the rest of this game. See, it worked. Exactly. I'm proving my point. I'm that was awesome not, for you. That was not the right attitude to take, though. Well, not the way it worked, but you weren't skilled in so this like, position. I'm not going to let a ball drop yes. out in this outfield. So next inning goes by, and the same exact type of hit, blooper, gets hit out to the outfield, right field. <laughs> Okay. And again, in my mind, I'm thinking what you just said, like two innings ago, you should have caught that ball. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm not letting any ball drop because I do not want to hear it from my future wife sitting over there. So I come sprinting in, dead sprint. This ball is not dropping. Okay. And I lay out for it. I dive for it. And where I land to catch the ball, I am literally 10 feet short of where the ball actually drops. <laughs> not even close. Not even close. <laughs> nope. So the ball, of course, takes off past me because I dove for it. Takes off past me. Right center fielder runs back, backs me up, gets it, throws it in. I think we held him to maybe a triple. Okay. And immediately I'm like, oh, why did I do that? That was not good. That was not good. So inning ends, come over to the bench and guys are coming up to me. Hey, why, why'd you die for that? I didn't think you were going to die for that. And I look over to you and you just had your head down laughing because you knew exactly why I did for that ball. I got your head. Yes, you did. I got, but again, experienced softball player that I am, <laughs> right. I would have known in that situation, that was not a smart move. I would have played conservative, let it drop and held him to a single. There's, you That's just, what you would have done. Okay. Yes. Because yes. I saw how the yes. ball was hit. Of I'm like, you did. Katie and I are out in the outfield or what, we're on the hill. And like, oh my gosh, don't you dive. Don't you dive. Oh, he dove. I'm like, well, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> but it was funny. We You're laughed. such a good like Monday morning quarterback, how you can critique after something happens. No, I, would, I knew exactly what I would have done. I, I would not have dove after the ball because I, you could clearly see it was not an attainable catch. Oh, okay. So that's when you keep it in front of you. Got it. Keep them to a single. Okay. Sometimes you got to weigh your options. Okay. Thank Single's you, better than whatever a he triple. got. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, honey. You're so welcome. Now fast forward to 16 years later and I'm getting ready to play in a softball tournament and I haven't played in a softball tournament in, in a few years. We had this tournament last weekend and it was in Mansfield, which was right across the street from that... Shawshank. Shawshank Prison Reformatory. Yep. Right? So it was very cool seeing that like in the background. And my buddy texted me and, and of course had asked if I would play in a tournament that he was putting together. He's like, let me let me check with the boss and say, you gave me a thumbs up that I could I could play. You would take care of the kids, which was awesome. So he texted me what position I would like to play. And I said, put me in the infield because I don't want to run a whole lot if I don't have to, right? And he texted back that most of the guys on the team were over the age of 40. And I'm immediately like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? So he put me out in the outfield, but left center field where all the action is and had me batting lead off. Okay. So which great. Okay. That would have been awesome. 15 years ago, 10 years ago. It's like have your been dream awesome. come true. You finally made it to that position. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I graduated from right field <laughs> and now I'm playing left center field. There you okay? go. So play the first game and come to find out we are in a competitive tournament, like a tournament we would have been in 
15 years ago. Okay. Like it is a very competitive tournament. And so us at age 40, and now granted, there's only probably four, maybe five guys from my old tournament team that are playing on this team. The rest I've never met in my life. Don't know any of them. So we're playing and first inning, third baseman gets hurt. Okay. Hurts his foot. Then third inning, the right center fielder uh, pulls his groin. Well, the coach, my buddy says, hey, would you mind pinch running for these guys? I'm like, yeah, sure. Not, not a problem. So pitch around for these two guys that got injured and scored a few times, whatever. No big deal. So lose the game, have to play again immediately. Well, two guys are down already. My buddy's like, hey, would you mind pinch running from these guys this game? Sure. No problem. Well, we get to, say, the second inning and another guy asks if he can get a pinch runner. Okay. And uh, my buddy's like, hey, you want to pinch? Sure, I'll do it. So I'm now I'm pinch running for three guys. And yourself. And myself. Uh-huh. So it got to the point where I got to third base and scored a run, grabbed the bat, and got ready to hit. I'm, already, I'm out of breath, right, from running the bases. <laughs> okay. Then a third guy just temporarily, like, you know, sprained his ankle, I think, maybe getting on the no, base. fourth guy. The fourth guy. Yeah, fourth Thank guy. Thank you. Fourth guy, like, sprains his ankle hitting the base. Okay. Ask for a pinch runner. Hey, Kevin, are you free? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I'm going to pinch run for that guy. So that is say the second or third inning. Okay. So now I'm pinch running for four guys and plus, plus myself. Yeah. Okay. So after I scored, I go to my buddy. I'm like, Hey, you got to give me a break. Give me a second here to catch my breath. He's like, okay. So one of the guys who had been injured got a hit and, you know, limped to first base. And so my buddy pinch ran for him with another player the umpire automatically calls him out. End of the inning. We're like, what? What are you talking about? And the umpire's like, I'm sorry, but this tournament, the way it's set up is once you pinch run for somebody, you have to permanently pinch run for that <laughs> individual the rest of the game. <laughs> well, we thought it was just you're pinch running one time yeah. for the individual, not the entire game. Well, I had just pinch run for four guys <laughs> plus myself. <laughs> so I'm running for five guys now out of 10 who's playing on the field. So that means I've got to run for these five guys the rest of the game. And this is the third inning. So third inning, fourth inning, fifth inning, I am like, I am tired. I, I did not prep for this Apparently level not. of Apparently a tournament. Apparently your conditioning was not up to par. Not to that level. So I'm out left center. And this is probably stuff the fifth or sixth inning. We'll say sixth inning. And there's a ball hit dead center. I take off sprinting and run, jump, make the catch, throw it in. And when I throw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that, that took something out of me. Like that took, I exerted a lot of energy there trying to catch that ball. So go back to left center field. The very next hitter hits the same exact ball, dead center field. And I just turn and watch it. <laughs> I just like wave my glove like I'm letting that drop. And so the right center fielder had just seen me run and catch it. So he didn't even try for it. And I just let it, I just watched it drop like I did not move. And then all of a sudden, I look at him, he didn't move. And so we, we both like run, <laughs> take off jogging. <laughs> Thankfully, it, you know, rolled to a fence and stopped. So yeah. I was able to grab it off the fence, throw it in. I think the guy got a triple maybe on that. But again, if I could have called a timeout at that point, I would have because I was gassed. So unfortunately, I had to finish the rest of the game running for five guys. And at the end of the game, my buddy like added up the score, and we, we end up winning the second game. But he's like, huh. He's like, Mason scored 11 runs this game. <laughs> How about that? Good work. Good work, Kev. So never again. Speaking of birthdays, honey, 
Do you remember your first birthday experience? Oh, yes, I do. When we first got married. I do. I hope you remember it as accurately as I remember it. So, first birthday. I'm shocked he even remembered. I actually thought he forgot. No. All right. Oh, yeah. Because it was in the evening. I never got a happy birthday. I what? never, no, you did not. You did not even acknowledge my birthday. It is literally probably six, seven o'clock at night. Now, my birthday's in December, so it's dark out. Okay, we're in the kitchen. I'm like, he truly forgot my birthday. He forgot my birthday. And I forget what happened. And you're like, oh, happy birthday. I got you something. I'm like, oh, thank you. I'm like, oh my gosh. He remembered my newlywed husband. He remembered. Guys, he takes a bag, not a gift bag. Heaven forbid he actually wrap it or put it in a gift bag. What's that? Buckeye Corner, Buckeye Store, whatever. He takes this Buckeye bag, whirls it in the air, and throws it to me like I'm apparently... Tosses it. Yeah, but you kind of throw it like I'm back in the softball days. And I catch it in my stomach, and I'm like, what's this? That's your birthday present. Okay. So I open it. It's like a Buckeye t-shirt or something. Because Kevin would like to have a Buckeye t-shirt for his birthday, so he assumed I should have a Buckeye t-shirt. I'm like, oh, thanks. And then he's like, oh, and I got you dessert, too. I'm like, oh, you did? I'm like, oh, my gosh. My husband knows my favorite dessert. He got my favorite dessert, at least. No. You guys, he got his favorite dessert for my birthday. He got himself an ice cream cake. It should have said, happy birthday, Kevin, because it truly was for Kevin. Was not for me. That was my first birthday experience with my husband. So listeners, let me give you my version of the story. I don't think they need to know your version because that was the true version I just gave them. (laughs) My version is I completely messed up. Exactly. I'm liking this version. Yes. Keep going. For Steph's birthday, the very first year we got married. So a couple things I did that would go down as what not to do when you get married. Right, Which could be the next book you write. Yes, it absolutely could be because there are several stories of what I should not have done when we got married. One of them being, I didn't realize how important birthdays were to stuff. I did not know that. I thought as adults, we kind of get over the fact that we have these big birthday expectations. And that does not happen for my wife. Your family makes it a big deal they about birthdays. Special. They absolutely make it special. Absolutely make it special. First couple things I learned that very first year of your birthday is one, do not scrimp on birthday gifts for you just because your birthday is December 30th. Yes! How rude is that? My mom would always make my birthday so special because she never wanted me to feel cheated because of being so close to Christmas. You need to take pointers from her. And I felt like I had just spent couple hundred dollars five days earlier. 50 bucks. For you might have spent Christmas. that much for yourself. I think I got 50 bucks you spent on me. And I didn't realize, oh, I've got to do the same thing over again five days later for your birthday. And you were not happy. Like, do not, do not scrimp on my birthday gifts because my birthday is not in August. You would not, you'd got me more if my birthday was in August versus December 30th. Now, I never said that because I never knew it was our first Christmas or my first birthday with you as a married couple. So I thought I shouldn't assume, but just that you would just make it special. I mean, 
don't give me your favorite cake and your favorite clothes. <laughs> like, and then at least put it in a gift bag or wrap it. So mistake number two is not wrapping the birthday gift for my wife. Men, do and- not put the gift. Keep it in the bag that you purchased it in. Whirl it in the air so it gets like tight on the end and then fling it to your wife. No. Have some more class than that. So do not forget to wrap the gift, okay? Number three, you must wrap the gift in birthday wrapping paper. That attitude has changed since then. I have grown. But back then, you better not wrap it in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer wrapping paper. It needs to say happy birthday on it. Mistake number four that I made was to get you a birthday dessert that I liked? That I liked, okay? Now, my favorite birthday dessert would be Dairy Queen ice cream cake. I have never met anyone who does not like Dairy Queen ice cream cake. <laughs> I don't know anybody who does not like Dairy Queen ice cream cake. So I thought, you know what? My wife will enjoy, she will be thrilled by Dairy Queen ice cream cake because, of because course, I love, I love it, it of course. and everybody I know loves it. So why wouldn't my new wife love it? Well, I get you a Dairy Queen ice cream cake, and I'm all excited because we are going to have some awesome dessert for the next couple days, and you are not happy about that. Okay. Guys, listen to how he's talking right now. Do you remember episode, what, 33 with Madison Rain? And she says, hey, my husband and I just got married five years ago. What's the best piece of advice? And Kevin goes, study your wife. Correct. I have this app on my phone that I take notes on or take notes. Perfect example. He's not taking any notes because he's getting me his favorite dessert instead of giving me my favorite dessert. Okay, listeners, you if you listen to episode 33, <laughs> you will also know <laughs> that I started off that story by saying, hey, Madison, a couple years into our marriage, <laughs> we took a marriage class that said, hey, you need to study your wife. <laughs> Oh, touche. You're right. Okay. My bad. Let's talk about office birthdays, work birthdays, co-workers, bosses, direct reports. I have a good birthday. I've got a a couple good birthday stories. The first one being, this happened maybe two years ago. There's a guy at work that we were going to have a surprise cake for. Someone went and got a a cake for the head of internal audit, okay? And we were to meet down the cafeteria and surprise. And my boss said it was his 60th birthday. Okay. Okay? I'm like, oh, it's a big one. So get down there. And like his wife showed up and this would have been probably like 3.30 in the afternoon. So his kids were apparently out of school. So his two sons came with, with his wife. And so they were down there and I was like, hey, Rob congratulations. I said, you look great for 60. And he goes, I'm not 60. I'm 50. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) then I realized, okay, you don't look good for 50. (laughs) Like that changes everything. (laughs) That changes everything. So I'm like, oh, well, happy birthday. You need to pull a Nick Kleinhens there and just joke around like, oh, ha, 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 ha. I, I pulled it off. Well, happy birthday then, Rob. It's so like, oh my gosh, that completely changed everything. Me thinking he was 60 versus actually being 50, completely different. 
What did you get that one time stuff at work for your birthday? I think it was last year. It was. What, what did they bring? <laughs> what did they bring you? So let me just start off saying I love who I work with. Love who I work with. I turned 40. It was a big birthday. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and everyone there at the office, they always make you feel special, get you a cake, get you a card. You know, it just makes you feel special that day. So I was so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's my 40th. They're going to do something so special. So I get there. And at that time, this past, probably six months before my birthday, in that summer, we hired a new esthetician. Well, she is vegan. All right. So she's wonderful. Love her to pieces. Her birthday is also in December. So how our work goes, it's like a birthday month. So if you share a birthday with somebody in that month, you share that birthday day, whatever they choose for you. So her birthday's in December. So I'm like, well, I have seniority. It's my big birthday. So... I can't wait. And they know how much I love sweets. All I do, I just love to eat sweets and desserts. Like, it's my favorite thing. So I can't wait to see what I'm going to walk into. So I go in, and they have everything decorated. And it was cupcakes. I'm like, oh, it's, they got me my favorite cupcakes. I'm so excited. And I start looking. I'm like, that doesn't look like my favorite cupcakes. They are vegan cupcakes. I'm like, well, obviously, this is for the new girl, they have something completely different for me. Nope, 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 nope. Vegan cupcakes, y'all. How to taste? Not good. Vegan cupcakes are not good. It tastes they're, what you expected. Yeah, I mean they're okay. They're not, they're a little dry. These were just a little dry. They just weren't regular soft like spongy, sugary deliciousness of birthday cupcakes. So. And I remember you coming home not happy because. They brought in vegan cupcakes vegan for you. Vegan cupcakes! You were, expecting oh. a, you were expecting a cheat day. Yes. You were dreaming of birthday cupcakes. It's going to be a wonderful wait. day. And then you go Cannot to wait. bind into those. It is not what you like expected. freaking vegan cupcakes. <laughs> I remember getting to... No, I called my sister on the way to get the kids. And I'm just like, Katie, just talk me down. Would this upset you? And she's like, vegan cupcakes! I'm like, see? Who does vegan cupcakes? So, I love the girls at work, but... That was that missed the, the mark. That, that missed the mark on that birthday. Yes. So final work birthday story. Okay. And I've told you this one in the past. So my buddy Scott from work when I was at Express has a great story in regards to what happened to him. So our CEO at the time, I believe, had turned seventy and retired shortly thereafter at Express. And so with him turning 70, HR and his executive assistant wanted to do something very special for him. Okay. So while he was away traveling, visiting stores, HR and his assistant planned to put something together for him. So when he got back, we would have a special celebration for a a very (laughs) big birthday, very big birthday. So that plan included getting one of these huge poster size cards with a picture of him on it, okay? And sent an email to all of him office saying, there is a card to sign for the CEO. Please drop by HR at some time over the next two days and sign your name uh, as appreciation for our CEO turning, I think, 70 is what it was. So my buddy Scott had gone to the cafeteria 
to grab some water or something. He's heading back to his desk. As HR is coming out, setting up the table, setting up this poster <laughs> card to sign. Okay. Well, as he's walking, he's like, oh, yeah, there's there's the card. There's the poster. I'll, I'll sign it. <laughs> so it looks, Steph, like a poster. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know how big posters are. It, it's big, right? And it's a picture of him. Okay. So my buddy Scott thought you just sign, sign the poster, sign your name. So he's the very first person to sign his name. So he gets, he gets the Sharpie. He's like, you know what? I should sign it right by his head and I'll sign kind of big since I'm the very first person to sign it. So he will recognize my name, right? Because none of us have ever talked to him, right? Even though we're in management, we're middle management. We're not senior management. We're not having meetings with him. Yeah. Okay. So the CEO does not know us, does not know our names. Okay. Well, Buddy Scott is bound to sign it. So he at least sees his name on this, on this poster. <laughs> well, so he signs his John Hancock, Scott, you know, makes it fairly big right beside the guy's head. Okay. Hands the Sharpie to the person next to him. That person takes a Sharpie and then opens up the poster <laughs> card <laughs> to sign it inside. <laughs> As my buddy Scott, his heart drops like, oh no, this was a card. This wasn't a poster. And so for two days, almost two full days, Steph, his signature was the only one on the front of this <laughs> card. <laughs> And so for two days, Scott is sweating it like, oh my gosh, when our CEO comes back and is handed this card, he's going to open it up and there's going to be like 500 signatures in this card. But then when he looks on the cover of it, it's going to be one signature right beside of his head that some some smart butt decided to sign it on the cover. So... Thankfully for Scott, there were so many signatures that by that end of that second day, it it filled up and people had to start signing the front. Okay. So he ended up not being the only signature on the front, but it was the largest signature on the front of that poster card. But oh my gosh, it was so funny because for two straight days, he was so nervous because you can't, it's not like you can erase it. You can't mark it out yeah. with, with, with Sharpie on this, this poster. So... Oh my gosh, that was a hilarious birthday card that he almost he almost had a huge huge mistake. So that's funny. Any other birthday stories, honey? Nope. Well, listeners, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. We are so excited for the next five episodes. We have some great guests, absolutely great guests that we're going to be interviewing. Hope you enjoy them. So thank you for listening. God bless you. Listeners, if you like what you just saw, like what you just heard, please go to iTunes, go to YouTube, and subscribe, rate, review this podcast. That's the only way we'll be able to continue to produce this. Where else can they go, Stephanie? They can go to kevinandsteph.com. That's all I know. So, is that it? You crushed it. Yes, crushed it. Thank you, listeners.